Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ MB. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday, and y'all done pissed Eminem off, boy. Y'all should thank us for pissing Eminem off. Oh, my goodness. He's he's back sounding like him. That boy is spitting. No, no, say that again. What'd you say? He's back sounding like him. Oh, okay. I don't know why artists got to get told that their music is whack in order for them to respond with good music, but... Yes, Kamikaze album is uh, dope from what I've heard so far. I see he has yes. Joyner Lucas on a couple of songs yes, on the did. album. That's dope. He's on one. one oh, sorry. Two. He's on a joint. Oh, I thought it was... I think, it, I I think he's on, on one. I listened on uh, oh, okay. You know what it was? I'm looking at Apple and I did it by song. So no, no, he's twice. only on one. Yeah, he's only on one record. He, mm-hmm. I think uh, Joyce, Joyner Lucas is on it. Royce the Five Royce. Nine is on it. Some guy named Nick Reeves. I've never heard of Nick Reeves. I think that's his name. Jesse. Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes. Something Jesse like that. Jesse Reyes. All I know is, uh, drop one of Clues Bombs for Eminem, okay? Yo, man, I'm not a hater. He right? threw some shots at you. He threw some shots at Joe Budden. He threw some shots at Lou Yachty. He threw some shots at uh, Wait, Drake. He said Charlamagne's Academics. name. Yeah, sure did. Told him the game Donk of the Day. <laughs> said my name a couple times. Oh, yeah, he did, oh, sure oh, did. Oh, you know we got the clip. Oh, man, the BET cypher was weak. It was garbage. The thing ain't even orange. Oh, my God, that's a reach. Shout to all my colorblind people, each and every one of y'all. If you call a fire engine green, aquamarine, or you think water is pink, dog, that's a date. Looks like an olive to me. Look, there's an apple. No, it's not. It's a peach. So think of me at Booty Tang, Burger King, Gucci Gang, Cookie Dang, Charlemagne. Gonna hate anyway. Doesn't matter what I say. Give me donkey of the day. Run away for 2018 to get underway. But I'm gonna say everything that I wanna say. You know what's so crazy about this whole situation? What? Excited? I don't even remember what I said about his BET cipher. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely said it was trash. You said my song was remember. way better. My song was better. You said that, and you uh, said that he was, it was using, um, I think, uh, situation. Donald Trump yeah. in the situation to sure have a better I, I'm verse. I'm sure I said all of that. I just don't remember exactly you what I said. I do remember saying it was my mediocre. song was better, though. You said it was mediocre, and we remember we did a little. Uh, we we co- opened up the phone lines, and you said it was mediocre. It was and I said I thought mediocre. it was good that he was speaking out against causes, and you thought it Absolutely. was not genuine, nah. and he was using it. I didn't like. Those... I don't like woke Eminem. I like this Eminem that's on this album right here. Okay. Oh, y'all pissed him off. I love this Eminem. Right. This, Eminem this slim shady Eminem right here that's talking about his own personal issues and things that's going on with D12 and media people that are bothering him and hurting his feelings. I like that Eminem. That woke Eminem. I don't. I don't like woke Eminem. Well, him and Joe Budden gonna have five minutes with each other when they see each other. I didn't like. I, I, didn't, doubt I, it. I didn't like the Joe Budden bar. I'm gonna be honest with you. What? What do you say? I'm not even repeating it. I didn't like the Joe Budden bar. I don't think that that should be rehashed in 2018. Very hey. It's very dangerous. Everything goes when you're rapping now. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. Emma's rapped about some crazy stuff in his day, too. Killing his mom. Killing his baby mom. You know? He's, he's talked about some wild abuse to women as well. And Emma's taking it all. He, he continues to he, he, he continues to take it all. Mm-hmm. So when somebody goes at him, he just opens up the floodgates. Listen, I'm not mad. It's hip-hop. And I heard him mm-hmm. when he said that. He told Paul Rosenberg just wanted him to chill. Yeah. Nah, 
F that chili. I was like, listen. And today's Joe Budden Born Day, too. Happy Born Day to Joe Budden. Drop what, what you got to Joe Budden. He got some bars on his birthday. Everybody academic got bars. Why he came at Lil Yachty, though? Like, I don't like he said he, he said that it was no offense to Lil Yachty. It's just not his thing. Yeah, because we 40 plus, M. Right. I'm 40, so M. Got to be, what, 44? Like, he was just saying that he's just not into that. And he did say that it wasn't anything against him personally. It's just his opinion. I like what I've heard, though. I like that. I like Kamikaze. Yes, that Kamikaze boy, is, he's back to spitting. I like that. He gave Lord Jamal bars. He definitely gave Lord Jesus Jamal bars. But Christ. Lord Jamal's been very vocal about him, I believe. Yeah, I, listen, I love Lord Jamal, okay? I, I was mm-hmm. listening to Brand Nubian literally yesterday at a photo shoot. Like, I, I don't think we talk about that part. I think I we talk about more the interview. The, 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 in the media joke. The media Lord Jamal. Lord Jamal, right. Yes. Right, Listen, right, right. I like the album. I just don't understand why we got to tell people their music is whack in order for them re- to respond with something great. Because the truth of the matter is, Revival was whack. But Kamikaze's dope. That's the way life is. Two things can be true. Well, and you that's haven't just even my heard opinion. the whole album yet. I have heard the whole album. Uh, I you, it just came out. I thought you said you haven't. I earlier. had two hours this morning. You. Oh, earlier you said you didn't hear the whole thing yet. <laughs> I didn't say that. I heard okay. the whole album. Yeah, I like that. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, we have a, a young woman by the name of Miss Pat joining us this morning. First of all, she's, man. She's a comedian. I read her book when I was in Montserrat, and I posted it when I was on vacation because it was an incredible book. Her book is called Special. I mean, called Rabbit. Yeah, Rabbit. But Miss Rabbit is special. How'd you get special out of Rabbit? Because I was about to say Miss Pat is special. All right, oh. and, I, and I mean that in the best possible way. Like uh, she has an amazing, incredible story. Uh, she's got a TV show in the works with uh, Lee Daniels. She's got her book out, uh, Rabbit, and I think that she's somebody that y'all need to get to know. And if you don't know her after the day, you will. Well, if you yeah. don't know her now after the day, you will. I didn't know that much about her. I randomly read her book because I love reading autobiographies, and she's a comedian. So I was like, okay, this looks interesting. Incredible story. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it with Miss Pat. And also, Mac Wilds will be joining us this morning, all right? So uh, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about a GoFundMe account that this couple started for a homeless man, but they kind of kept a lot of the money. Okay, let's get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh, let's talk about seven people who were killed in a bus and a truck crash. Uh, that was when a Greyhound bus that was packed, they said um, 49 people were on the bus and crashed with the tractor trailer head on. Yikes. So they said so far seven people have been killed. They do expect that number to rise. They said what happened was the semi-truck was traveling and it blew a tire. The driver lost control of the vehicle. It crossed the median and struck the bus. That was on the other side of the divider. Well, prayers up for all wow. those souls. Absolutely. Yeah, they what said pretty much you? everybody ended up having to go to the hospital with different degrees of injuries. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Johnny Bobbitt Jr. is a homeless man, and if you guys remember the story last year in October, he had only $20 on him, and he gave it to a woman, Katie, Kate McClure, for gas. The woman and her boyfriend actually needed to get some gas. They were stranded. He gave his $20, even though he was a homeless man, and since then... Uh, Katie McClure has raised, and her husband ha- and her boyfriend have raised over $400,000 on a GoFundMe account to help him out because the whole story went viral. Now, what happens is a, a little uh, shaky next. What Bo- Johnny Baba Jr. is saying is that he didn't get to see that money. The amount of money that he got was about $75,000 of the 400000 that was raised. But according to Kate McClure and her boyfriend, Mark D'Amico, they're saying that they did actually give more than $200,000 and that some of that money had to go to GoFundMe fees. Plus, they said they were giving him money and he was blowing it on drugs. They said he blew through $25,000 cash in under two weeks. So they said they spent half the funds on housing and other expenses for Bobbit. Right now, the judge has ordered for McClure and D'Amico to provide a full accounting of the money that they have raised. And they have frozen those accounts right now because the money is just in their personal account. 
Imagine that you start a GoFundMe for somebody and then they don't end up really getting most of the money. That's why I don't do GoFundMe's for nobody. But I don't even like GoFundMe links. I look at GoFundMe links and I say to myself, go F yourself. If he really was blowing the money on drugs and all of those things, do you think they should have withheld it from him? Yes. Yes. It, uh, Absolutely. How did they know he was going to blow it on drugs? Did they know? They didn't know he was going to, but they said that he blew $25,000. They knew he had a drug habit, though, right? Uh, I'm not sure how much they knew no. about him. That's just like when you're you know, you driving down the street and you give like a homeless person some money. I always tell them, go do the right thing with that money. You yeah, see, I mean? initially they only tried to raise $10,000. That was the goal. But once the story went viral, they raised over $400,000. So I guess wow. they didn't anticipate all that happening. Well, that's why you got to be very cautious of these stories that go viral. You get these links and you get these requests for money nowadays, and everybody got these sad sob stories. You can't fool me with that no more. Okay. Yeah, like we have evidence to show you that I'm going through these things and I need some money. That's what I got to see. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Even that. Right up. You tell me your house burned down. I need to see pictures of the house with you sitting in the middle of the rubble. That could be someone else's house. That is true, too. <laughs> that Damn, is true. See, now, well, sorry for all you people whose house is burned down. Don't send me no GoFundMe links. I'm going to say go ahead yourself. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, Mac Wilds will be joining us. We'll kick it with Mac Wilds. He has a new flick that's coming out. What's the name of the flick? Do you remember? Um, Dinner for Two. Dinner for Two. That's the name of it. So we'll kick it with Mac Wilds when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. And they call him this name for a reason. Oh, Matt Wilds. Wow. Oh, good gracious. What? Why do they call him, <laughs> him Wild Yee? Uh, what about Mac? Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, why do they call him a Mac Wild Yee? Because <laughs> he knocked off some of your friends. What do you want to tell us, Yee? Whoa. I wasn't even saying all that. I'm just saying he's a very smooth guy. Oh, oh. please, please. I'm just a man of very few words. Every time I see Mac out and about, girls be like, ah, can you hook me up with Mac? Ah. I'm like, listen, hook yourself up, okay? Jeez. I don't. <laughs> not, not in dinner for two. Dinner for two, you wasn't a Mac at all. <laughs> not you at awkward. all. Completely. And, and, the, and the funny thing about it, I told you this morning, I said, you want to know something funny? He was like, what? Like, that's how I was growing up as a kid. Right, I you was, still um, kind of are very awkward. Shut up. Don't do that. I was what? awkward. He's the man right now. Nah, he's awkward. That's, being a man thing is a cover-up. Shut right? up. <laughs> His insecurities. I was five foot two. I had glasses and braces, and I was awkward. Yeah. I couldn't get a girl, and when I talked to a girl, it was just uncomfortable. It, yes. I, I felt your pain. That was really you as a kid, wasn't Thanks. it? Thanks. Absolutely. 200%. 200%. I don't even believe that. The acting was too good. Swear. Uh, definitely was very, uh, had a very awkward upbringing, but... Um, being around like my older brother and all of them, I kind of just that's I guess that was my first lesson in acting. Like I was just acting like them mm-hmm. and it actually worked. So I was like, damn, this is how you get girls. <laughs> this is how you get girls. <laughs> so the only part of the movie I found that could be possibly like Mac Wilds in real life. Oh Jesus. What part you? I mean he slept with his best his uh, girl's best friend. Uh, that's Hey, listen. That, that's <laughs> Look, well, no. Break, I don't even know that he's well, like break that. Break down dinner for two. What is dinner for two? Yeah, explain. Like, explain oh, what this movie you, you're giving, is. You giving out tips and stuff. Oh well, for everybody out there, dinner for two <laughs> is this movie that um uh, I had the pleasure of not only starring in but also executive producing. Um, that's basically about this man who's kind of come down on hard times ever since his wife leaves him, and uh, as you go through the movie, uh, you see that those hard times kind of built into a depression mm-hmm. which leads him to wanting to go home and cook his own last meal before he uh and um sheesh yeah Damn, it's crazy just messed up my whole thing like i didn't get that far man. Yeah, it's kind of was... crazy um but <laughs> as he's starting to cook his last meal uh his ex-wife shows up at the door 
And then the movie becomes about him trying to get back with her mm-hmm. and, I guess, pretty much save his own life. What are some tips you can give somebody for trying to get back with, with their ex? Ooh. Uh, I would I would say it, it think. Think. Because, yes, <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it there has to be some type of thought process with that. Um, it's tricky because you never... Sometimes you shouldn't be there in the first place. I don't know. Are you to... in real life? Have you ever had a situation where you had to get back together with an ex and you went really hard? I I have. Mm-hmm. I oh. have. I'm about to say. I did, have. It, did it work? What did you do? One time it did. <laughs> One time <laughs> you got back with mad exes. Okay. Uh, no, it's the same no, person no. over and over. No. Uh, it's, <laughs> but what it's did you just... do like that, that when it worked? I think it's just kind of getting back to basics. Mm-hmm. Understanding who the person is and, and um, why you guys liked each other in the first place. That's the biggest thing. What made you want to go back? I think uh, a lot of times it would be history. Um, instead of actually processing what went down and understanding people's colors, you you actually you fall in love with the history, with the uh, nostalgia of it all. Have you ever had a broken heart? Of course. Absolutely. And been like I'm an R&B singer. And, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, I gotta tap into that. <laughs> <laughs> Broken heart sometimes is like a physical pain that you feel. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it, it like your body hurts. Like mm-hmm. your everything hurts from a broken heart. You know, um, that that it's, it's not. It is not pretty. Was it your fault? Of course. Uh, all right, relax. Gigi. <laughs> 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 Uh, there, there were times that it's my fault that my own heart gets broken, and there are times that, um, that it's definitely not my fault. So, <laughs> all right, we have more with Mac Wiles when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Mac Wiles is in the building. He has a new flick, Dinner for Two, that's out this weekend, and he's in the building. Yee. Watching it, you did seem really broken and depressed. So I, I'm wondering, as an actor, what are you tapping into? Um, I tapped into a lot of things. You know, I, I had a lot of conversations with uh, people who were, who have been depressed. You know, I've been depressed before. Uh, just dealing with understanding what that emotion of not just a broken heart, but like full on depression feels like. You know, it's it's. It's a whole different beast that you're carrying and uh, something that weighs you down every single day. Now, you said depressed. What, what made you depressed? Um, you know, I think, it, I think different things. Different things. Family problems. Um, there could be problems in the career. There could be problems in relationships. All of that stuff kind of lead to um, depression. It's, the craziest thing is that it's never one thing. It's like a... It's like a multitude of so many different things that kind of get built up and you just never take care of one thing, so right. everything just kind of builds on each other. Now, how bad was the depression? Did you ever think about killing yourself like the movie? Oh, my or? God. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, haven't, um, I haven't gotten to that place mm-hmm. yet. Thank God. Don't say Thank yeah, goodness. Hopefully Thank goodness. it never yeah, happens. Hopefully, hopefully and you know what's important? Happens. Having people you could talk to. Because you do have your friends that... Yes. I don't know how, you know, if yes. you guys... Because I feel like sometimes it's hard for guys to open up to each other and be, like, really honest. It is. But I'm the very... I'm the I'm the emotional guy in our group. So I'm the one who... I'll, I'll tell 
even though they want to be niggas and be on some like, nah, bro, we 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 men. I don't. F-. I'm like, nah, nigga, I feel, bro. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel shit, bro. <laughs> so you you the one that's gonna cry fast. Oh yeah, two two hundred percent. You called me crying a couple times. I did. It happens. Did. Hey, it happens. Cried. You you a real nigga. You no, real nigga. he went through a depression too, but he actually did try to commit suicide. I did. And we've talked about it. And he's been very open about it. That's as well. real. In the movie, you knocked off your best friend's girl. Yo, yeah. Your girl's best friend. <clears throat> or your have, has that ever happened to you in real life? Uh, nah, nah, nah. They were just nah. cool with each other. They know. Yeah, 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 it's different. Like it's different. Like, what if you? What if a girl did that to you? To me. Like you know, had sex with, had relations with one of your friends. With one of my friends, um, I think honestly, with the right amount of strength. Anything is forgivable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have the right amount of strength. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, right? That's, That's, fair. Fair. That's fair. So yep. you're single now. I am single like a dollar bill. Uh, I am. I am single, and I'm not like, I'm not like fake single. Like when somebody hears this, I'm gonna get like DMs like, "Word, you single?" I'm, I'm like real single. Okay. So what does Mac Wiles look for in a female? <laughs> what, what kind of female is Mac Wiles looking for? Um, <laughs> honestly, a, a smart girl and a girl that could uh, that could keep up, cause. I'm going to run, and I am going to make sure that I am working and all of that. So it's like, if you can keep up with me, then I'm going to love you forever. Now, music-wise, <laughs> now, now, when are we getting back to music? <laughs> I've actually been in the studio this whole time, too, so I'm just kind of uh, waiting on the right time to kind of drop some stuff. I'll be dropping something soon, like, just even if it's an EP. You nervous about the second project? The first one did so well, received so well? Uh, Nominated for so many awards. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm not nervous. I think for me, I am more. I'm anxious. Like I, I just like I want to. I'm creative, so my biggest thing is just to get the creative stuff out. If y'all like it, y'all like it. If y'all don't, y'all gonna like what I put out next. <laughs> it's that mm-hmm. simple. And what else besides um, dinner for two? Which, by the way, will be on TV One on Sunday, September second at oh, seven yeah, p.m. that. I was about to do it too. Go ahead. I <laughs> what else do you have going on? Um, you know, more music, like we said, and uh, you know, we have some other stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, just finished another movie. I don't want to talk about it too much just yet, but uh, you know, we just, <clears throat> you know, young black man out here working. There you go. It's Mac Wilds. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. <laughs> you all right? Yes. All right, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk. Eminem. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, this was unexpected. Eminem put out a new album. He tweeted, try not to overthink this one. Enjoy. Kamikaze out now. Well, we're glad you didn't overthink this one, Eminem, because this one is dope. Uh, Revival was whack, but this one is dope. Now, we are going to be talking about this throughout the morning, but there's 13 songs on here. The album's about 45 minutes long. And apparently Eminem and Paul Rosenberg, his manager, who's also Mm -hmm. the president of Def Jam, have been going back and forth about Eminem coming at people who come at him. Here's what happened uh, on one of the skits. Hey, Adam, it's Paul. Um, I listened to the new album. Are you really going to just reply to everybody who you don't like what they have to say uh, about you or the stuff you're working on? I mean, I don't know if that's really a great idea. It's it's like, what's next? Kamikaze 2, the album where you reply to everybody who didn't like the album that you made replying to everybody that didn't like the previous album. It's uh, slippery slope. I, I don't know if it's a really good idea. But hey, uh, anyway, hit me back. 
Eminem said, F it. I am going to reply to everybody. Why do people uh, have to get told that their music is whack in order to respond with dope music? Like, if Eminem could do this all along, if he still had this in him, why did he even put out Revival? I well, he probably I, thought the other album was dope. That was his way. He That's what was on his mind at the time. Yeah. I don't, can't think of any artist who's never put out an album that people didn't like if they've had eight or more albums out. There's always going to be a couple of albums that people thought was whack. Yeah, right. but a lot of times when we revisit those catalogs, we realize that that album we thought was whack was actually kind of kind of dope. I can't, I can't think of one artist who I could say they have eight albums out and they all was dope. I can't. Who? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. You don't think there's albums that Jay-Z feels like? There's albums that came out at the time that I didn't appreciate. but I don't think there's in, no in whack albums. Like Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come is actually dope. In I can't imagine that's an easy thing for any artist to do. The Blueprint double album was was had a lot of whack records, but when he scaled it down to the two point one, it was dope. So yeah, he had some songs I didn't like, but all his yeah. albums to me was dope. Yeah. So that's who else opinion. besides Jay Z? I'm you just saying, that's not, a, I'm just think, saying I, that's not an easy thing to do. I'm that's to, all. I don't even know who has that kind of catalog. If you could tell me that anybody could put out that many albums and he's been around us that long and everybody likes all their albums, so I you, can't. So you admit you thought Revival was whack now? All I'm saying is that there's... <laughs> no, I never said I thought it was whack, but all I'm saying is that there's times that people put out stuff that's not as strong as their previous stuff because their bar is so high, too. Well, let's, let's talk about it now. Kamikaze's dope. All right, we'll talk about that more this morning, though. We're going to get into it, play clips for you and everything, because it did just come out, so we know everyone hasn't heard it. All right, and Will Smith, he has put out some behind-the-scenes footage of his first time performing with his son, Jaden. Now, this is really cute. This was on stage in Miami during his opening set for J. Cole's KOD tour. Here's how it went down. So we were trying to determine when you wanted me to come out. We were you, right here. And then it came out right here. Right there. So, huh? Young came down on the floor, so, huh? She brought my heart to the floor, so, huh? I guess you Boy, you know why you was an icon living? Uh-huh. You was born from an icon living. Yeah. I'm just an icon living. What? I'm just an icon living. Let's go. All right, so it's cute. The two of them performing together, father and son. Drop on the clues, bonds for the Smiths. You know I'm a Pinkett Smith. Winfrey knows Carter. You know that's my last name. All right, and Colin Kaepernick. Let's talk about uh, what might be about to happen. Team okay. owners might now have to testify. Now, the NFL had filed these legal documents. They tried to say that Colin Kaepernick's... Uh, saying that they conspired to keep him out of the league was baseless. There was no evidence. But according, according to the arbitrator, they disagree with that, and there's sufficient evidence uh, to go forward. And now this case can go forward, so now team owners will have to testify. Colin got a case, goddammit. We going to court, all right? <laughs> okay? That's big, that the fact that the NFL, with all the money they got, couldn't get this case dismissed. That means that Colin has some type of evidence that shows, yes, he was indeed blackballed, even though anybody with eyeballs can see he was blackballed. All right, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this, too, by the way. And let's discuss what Nick Cannon had to say about Azalea Banks. If you guys remember, Azalea Banks was on Wildin' Out, and she said it, uh, she started crying. She was upset about her appearance. She felt like it was racial. Here's what happened on the original Wildin' Out appearance. My boy Nick Cannon is so petty! How petty is he? He couldn't get caught to me, so he got Azalea ugly ass. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> What's wrong with He's stupid. He is stupid. Sorry, can I just say that was very anti-black. Oh. Get him back. I didn't think that was funny. I'm a punishment. Now, Azalea Banks wow. says that these were colorist jokes that were aimed at her expense during that taping. Well, here's what Nick Cannon had to say about the whole Azalea Banks situation while he was on Everyday Struggle. It's funny because I told her, you know, because she actually, she, had, she broke down. And I was like, yo, anything you don't want to air, just mm-hmm. let me know. 
and we won't do it because she 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 said it right there. She said that's very anti-black. I was like, yo, you know that's not what I'm about. But mm -hmm. if you feel that way, I'll take it out. And then when she went on that rant the next day, I was like, all right, well, I gotta let the world see what really happened to show that she was overreacting. Mm -hmm. But right. really, you understand that that comes from self-hurt. All right. That is true, though. I mean, she 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 feels a way about that already. We know that. Like Azalea Banks has always discussed colorism. Then so, Wildin' Out is so, not the place to go. Yeah, but I'm saying she's always discussed colorism and, you know, how, how she's felt about her, her complexion and how people compare her to lighter, fairer women, fairer-skinned women. So if you're going to say that a light-skinned girl is pretty and say she's ugly, of course that's going to make her feel the way. <sighs> All yeah, right. Then Wildin' Out was not the place yeah, to go for Yeah, it definitely wasn't the place to go because people are going to make jokes at your expense. Of everything, yeah. So Wildin' Out is the place where you can go and say what you want to say and let it be a joke. I need to go on Wildin' Out more then. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Nick, I want to come back, all right? I mean, the whole point of the show is that they diss each other. And make fun of each other, yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, isn't I that just, the whole point I, of the show? It's kind of like a roast. We, we live in such a sensitive world where everybody's offended about everything. I didn't know that there was a safe space for people to get these jokes off, even if they are about things like colorism. I just, I just didn't know. I don't think I don't that think joke that was a colorism joke, joke, colorism. I don't think not she was saying you're brown skin, so you're ugly. That's not what the joke was. I was just comparing another female so artist, in my yeah, opinion. I think, it, I think it was more about her success. Oh, so I can call women ugly on the show if I say it's a joke? You have. Back in the day, uh, yeah. And people get, up, and people get upset about that. And you call yeah. them all kinds so of I things. So I can do it as long as it's a joke. I'm trying to make it. I'm just trying to know now. Just give me the rules. You still do it. No, I don't. You don't call people fat anymore? Yes, I called Cali Fat yesterday. Okay. Yes. Yeah, all right, well, let me answer the and that's your rumor report. But, but that's a show on sure jokes. If I do it in a context of jokes. No, but that show is about jokes. It's not. Uh, this, show, this show is not about snapping on each other. We snap each other. If there's a show where you're supposed to be uh, dissing each other and you know that's why you're coming on it, you should expect totally different. people to say Well, that's what you. The Breakfast Club is. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. That's what the breakfast club is. You better stop snorting, man. You've been snorting a lot recently. I just want to tell you that. I know. I sound like Khaled, even though I'm not as big as him. You still at Anyway, when we come back, we have comedian and author oh, Miss Pat Drop one of the clues bombs for Miss Pat. Let me tell you something. I'm mad I wasn't here for this. You may not know who Miss Pat is right now, but you will after this interview. Miss Pat is special, okay? She's got a book out called Rabbit, and she's got a, a TV show in the works based on her life that Lee Daniels is doing. And I really can't wait for y'all to hear from Miss Pat. Yeah, I was really special. mad that I wasn't here for this one. And I read that book and I was so disappointed oh, I was away. And I think it's very important to say, since we just had this conversation, Miss Pat is a comedian. Right. Who's, lived, who's lived a very harsh life. Mm -hmm. And the things that she's talking about are about her and her life and her experiences. So don't get offended. Okay. All right. I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get into it when we come back. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a lovely lady with us this morning, Miss Pat. Miss Pat. Good, good morning. Good morning, Miss Pat. Where <laughs> you from, Miss Pat? Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh huh. Born and raised in Atlanta, the inner city. You, you've lived a very interesting life. Uh yeah. To say the least. Little, I was a little crazy. Shot a couple times, trapped a couple of cocaine, had a couple of STDs, a baby at 14. All right, let's go on now. Let's talk <laughs> about yeah, Don't give us all that right now. So how did you get shot? I got shot twice. I uh, The first time I got shot, uh, my kid's father shot me. He was very abusive. That was my daughter over there in the corner. That's her daddy. Mm -hmm. So he shot me, and it cracked my skull. And um, the second time I got shot was in an argument with a drug dealer. And he came back and shot me. And this, he, was like, he was like, when I come back, I'm going to kill you. You know, black men, when they say they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. So I don't oh, know if you've been shot. I, I, I didn't really think he was going to come back and shoot me. But he came back so quick and he was running, shooting. And I just think the bullets were going extra fast. And one of them hit me in my up under my arm and blew my nip off. I heard that. And did I, you hear that? I did. I, yeah. read, I read that story. And really? I tell people all the time, you don't need two nipples. They overrated. 
<laughs> Nobody uses two nipples anymore at did the you, same time. So did you breastfeed? Uh, no. no. I, was, I mean, I had already had both two both two kids at the time. You had kids at 15? 14 and 15. Okay. Yeah. So her father, when he shot you in the head, how'd you survive that? Well, it cracked my skull, and it just tore a hole back there. You know, I was so ghetto because I was 15 when he shot me. 15? I, was, I got shot twice when I was 15. And I was like, Lord, I need to turn 16 because I'm tired of them shooting me. So you should have been a rapper. You survive all them shootings. <laughs> <laughs> you survive all them shootings. Don't put an album well, out. Well, well, it was a drug dealer. I, I think drug dealer was hotter than a rapper back then. True. So I went in. I got out the hospital and I had a hole back there. So I wanted to go to the club with my friends. So my ghetto ass told her to finger wave around the gunshot wound, and I went to the club, <laughs> and that thing was leaking. And everybody like this bitch got a hole in her head. <laughs> wait, wait, you went to the club after you got shot. And to Come party? Day, to party. My friend finger, because you know you have to set up under the dry, so she just hand-dried it. My hair was laid with a hole in the back of my head. So, hold on. You, you didn't go to the hospital? You, yeah, I went. Okay. Yeah, they and they let you out in two days? A couple days. It just cracked my skull. Okay. Like, it just tore a hole just back there. Just cracked my skull? Damn it, man. You've been there longer. <laughs> you didn't go to jail? No, I was in love with him. You, you don't tell. lock up your abuser in the beginning until right. you grow up. But even if you didn't press charges, they didn't take him in? No, because you know what? My I was taught as a kid, you know, my mama was in a bad relationship, and I had to learn later on in life, a lot of time with your parents, your mom go through, she handed down. Mm -hmm. So my mama told me, she said, Pat, if a man don't hit you, he don't love you. Love so I mercy. thought every time he beat me, mm. that was love. And child, when he shot me, I said, he going to marry me. He really loved me. He never shot his other baby mamas. So why why did he shoot you? Like, what was the reason? I was I was with another guy. <laughs> 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 Don't marry me because he shot me. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh my so, God. so you get another guy, he caught you? Yeah, and he can't, I used to go out and get guys all the time to try to make him jealous because he had a lot of kids and a lot of baby mamas. And you know, they tell you you're number one, so I'm thinking I'm number one. And when he would mess with the mother baby mamas, I just go out and find me somebody else for him to beat up and mm. get jealous of her. How long did you stay with that man after that? A while. Really? I stayed with him. I got married when I was like 19. Oh, you married him? Hell no! Oh. He work at Jiffy Lube now. That's a good job. Ain't nothing wrong with Jiffy Lube. Oh, please, child, please. My husband works at General Motors. You do the math. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so you he, stayed with him? You I stayed with him mm -hmm. for a while, and I was in a very abusive relationship. He just kept having kids. Like He got like 22 kids now. And every time I got pregnant, somebody else got pregnant, and then the women would come to the trap. I think I knocked out more people than Mike Tyson did, just beating up his baby mamas on the regular. Mm. You know what really made me leave him alone? He started messing with this crackhead named Tinkerbell. And when he started messing with Tinkerbell, I was like, that's it. And he actually came to me. He said, if you sell my lady any more drugs, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. Oh, so he was in love with the crackhead. He was in love with the crackhead. Now, I slept with a crackhead or two in my life because I used to sell crack. So sometimes when they don't got no money, you get some or something like that. But I didn't, I'm not, I didn't fall in love with nothing. Yeah, he fell in love with this one. I was like, that's it. And I went and I did a prayer, which is in my book. And I said, Lord, I've asked you several times to change I asked you several times. To I'm trying not to say his name. We'll, we'll it I out for you. Thank you. I asked you several times to change him, but tonight I come to you and say, "Fuck him, change me." And I woke up and never desired him. You know, was he upset about that? Because he seemed abusive. He didn't seem like he was going to let you go easily. Well, he got me at 12, so I didn't know no better. I, I realized later in life I was uh, looking for a father figure. I needed that man in my he was life. A lot older. Yeah, he was 22, married with a baby on the way. And you Second was 12? Wolf, I was 12. Well, we call that uh, pedophilia. I, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, he exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I had her at 14. And he came and signed a birth certificate. You want to hear something crazy? He came and signed a birth certificate with his new girlfriend. They and, didn't lock him up? No, 
know they let him sign. They don't care nothing about you when you poor and black in inner city. Mm-hmm. They, he signed both of the kids' birth certificate. Both of them have his last name. How did you and, meet him? And I met him at the skating rink. Mm. No, I met him coming. He went to a teenage party one night at the YMCA in Atlanta. He was Atlanta. at a teenage party? He stayed at the teenage parties. He stayed there. He was at the YMCA with all the all the middle school and high school students. And that was the first time I ever went out and I met him. So hold on. Was he throwing the party at least? Or he was no, just there he's attendance? just there because he used to skate all the time. So he always hung with younger people. Oh, so he's mm. being a predator then. He was definitely being a predator. He, a predator. He, he don't think so, but I think so. I mean, he was, what, 22 years old and got pom-poms on his skates. What kind of drugs did you sell? What, what, what were you selling? Was it weed? Was no, it I sold crack. I made a lot of money. I mean, because I had two kids at 15. I dropped out of school in the eighth grade. It was only two things I could do in my community, either sell crack or sell and I wasn't doing that. How'd you get into selling it? Like, how, how was it the first time? Was it family or was it friends? No, it was him because he, okay, he the 22-year-old. Well, yeah. He Goodness. was selling drugs, so he was paying my rent. Because I had his two kids. You know, I was the main chick. So he got locked up. Well, I didn't have nobody to pay my rent. And all I had was a welfare check for $235. I'm like, well, I got to make rent. I got two kids. So I had my girlfriend take me to his cousin who sold the drugs. And then I went to my old community. And my friend was like, you should come over here. I probably made $1,000 in two minutes. And I ended up, I'll never forget, I had my first $100,000 when I was 16 years old. 100000 And I had a learner's license. With my eight cars, and I couldn't drive because I had a learner's license, so I had a crackhead on a day shift, the evening shift, and the night shift who had a valid license so I can drive my drugs and drop it off and stuff like that. You didn't have problems since y'all were female selling drugs? Like nobody's nah, going to take a, you don't know me. I'll beat your ass. I don't play that. <laughs> I take this wig off. You think I play for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't, 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 ain't nobody beat me since he beat me. I'm trying to rob you. No, yeah, I got robbed, but you know, I, I ain't gonna fight over you. Yeah, can have happens. it. I was really careful too, because I always had my kids with me, mm-hmm. so people knew. Did the kids with you selling drugs? Yeah, I kept all the crack in her underwear. I mean, that's where you kept For it. Real? They're not gonna search the kids. Who going in a baby pamper? You gonna just go in a baby pamper? Right. And they knew the routine. They knew where to put it. They knew what to do. Mm. Everything. You were scared with them going to school and saying, "Well, I sold crack in front of her school." I was there before the drug the drug free school zone signs went up. I was grandfathered in when those signs went up. So I didn't have to leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> but she went to a school that I sold drugs in front of and she would look out the window. So she come up, I think she's second grade, and she come up to me one day and she said, Mama, she said, I need to talk to you. I'm like, What do you want? Mind you now, I'm probably sixteen. Mm-hmm. She said, I get tired of looking at my school window seeing you sell drugs every day. I want to transfer. Oh, I want you to leave this corner. I said, child, I was here first. Where you want to go to school at? I'm not changing my job for your ass. You don't know how much money I'm making out here. All right, we have more with Miss Pat. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Miss Pat's in the building, an author, comedian, and she has a story. Charlamagne, is that your daughter Ashley right there? Yeah, that's my gay daughter. She want me to tell everybody she gay. You not? <laughs> why you so, why you just like that? <laughs> when did you, when she did you, liked the gay shots out. When did you, when did you <laughs> find out? When did you find out she was gay? You know when your child is gay. You know we be in denial. Mm-hmm. But when I first kind of heard the word gay, my mother-in-law told me she had a <laughs> licking spirit when she was about six years old. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <She's>, okay. <laughs> 
licking spirit. Go ahead. Yeah, she's like, she said, Pat, you need to put some olive oil and pray over this kid because she got a licking spirit. And I was like, oh, you ain't got no licking spirit. Your wig got a licking spirit. Well, I kind of thought she was gay, but when she was sucking on them dog I was like, uh-oh, she's sucking the wrong thing. And then she you went caught her the, sucking the dog She, she was, was sucking the dog <laughs> She was doing all that. what she was doing. So, let me tell you when I really kind of knew she was gay. So, I bought a, a book called Elon Harris. You know, the author Elon yeah, Harris, yeah, the, yeah. the gay guy. Right. So, I ain't know there was no download books. So, I bought all the Elon Harris books and gave them to her. She couldn't put them down. I was like, what the hell is in that book? I picked it up. It was a download book. This girl in the fifth grade. Like, Holy crap. And I was like, she gay. So she ne we never see. I've been to prison for trafficking cocaine. So I didn't like gay women, but I, gay men was okay. So when she went out to college, she kind of like you know, kind of signs started coming up. Mm -hmm. So um, she ran off. She ended up dropping out of college and running off and doing her own thing for about three years. So finally, you know, this is my child. I love her. I called. I found. Her, I said, look. I know why you're running, because you think I think you gay. Are oh, you gay? I just want to hear it out your mouth. She say, yes, mother, I'm gay. I said, well, come on home and eat it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> How do you grow up with a mom like that? Why, that's real. How do you bring that's this real? What you talking about? Mom like that's that. real. Right, uh, right. Still trying to figure it out. And she a gay hoe. Every <laughs> Thanksgiving, oh, we get a new girlfriend. Wow. She just dumped Bigfoot, and she oh on this God. old goofy chick now. <laughs> she is now. Oh, oh. You call her Bigfoot? Bigfoot. So Bigfoot live tall. in she New like York. Six foot two. She live in Jersey. She was like six foot two. I can't. Yeah, she. These hoes. Only last a few months, and I told her, I said, if you eat like your real daddy do, you are a hero. So I see why you smell like you get your ass out here. Get your ass out here. Captain America. Now you said you did a, a year in jail. Yeah, I did a when year. When did you in get jail. caught? Uh, I got caught because my cousin hit the dope wrong. She told on you? No. Oh. I kind of took the rap because she was a juvenile, but they sent both of our butts down. Mm. How long? You said you did almost a year, right? Yeah, I did a year. And she, they went and stayed with my friends, and that was the only time in my life that it ever slowed down. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing to my kids what was done to me. I don't want... I have a son that's 30. She's 32. I have a son that's 31. And I was like, I don't want my son to become what society thinks black men are. Mm. I don't want my my daughter to go through what I went through and drop out of school. Because, mm. I mean, I come from a cycle of every high school dropout, abuse, and drugs. Right. And I was like, I got to break this cycle. So I started praying. I said, look, Lord, I need a good black man with back teeth that can read. I need you to send my kids a teeth. Why bad teeth? Back teeth, man. Back teeth. Back teeth. I'm just saying bad teeth. Everybody think I said I'm country, but back teeth. Back teeth is important on a black man because when you have a wig on and they spitting on you from the side, they'll fuck up your hair. Make your hair fall till you get to the event. I can't with that. I can't. So I met a good black man straight out the military that could read and don't punch chicks in the eye on Friday. And mm. he wasn't quite my type. He was kind of like a little thick. But I said, you know what? I'm going to overlook these t***s. You got a job. He's the first black man with a credit card I ever saw. A real, I don't mean that prepaid crap. Not the rush I card. Mean, not the rush card. I mean a Visa master with a limit. Hey. And I was like, you about to be two light-skinned kids, daddy. I'm going to deal with you. So you married him? Hell yeah, I married him. Yeah, still together now. Yeah, he don't help me raise three sets of crack babies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Now tell me about the time you, you, you was in jail and you said that. Uh, I guess that's what made you not like gay women. They started trying you or something. No, no, I never got eight in jail. I just never liked gay women. I mean, I'm from the south, mm -hmm. so you know, I was taught if you was gay, it was something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. But I realized in life, a lot of times, what you don't like 
God will put in your life. So your daughter, yeah. Yeah. So your daughter changed your views of yeah, gay she, women. Yeah, she made me open my mind to uh, gay people. But tell, I mean, that's not how you told, told asked me was I gay, though. You were like, are you gay? And I was like, yes. You was like, well, you better be the biggest, boldest, baddest gay person there is. So now <laughs> that I'm the biggest, boldest lesbian uh, that I am, she's she, like, oh, you just so gay. She, <laughs> you just she, too gay. She too gay. Like, she that over-the-top gay. She, I wish she was gay like Ellen. But <laughs> she, she gay like Magic Johnson's son. <laughs> Salute to EJ. I saw EJ the other night. He was sexy. He was snatched, baby. EJ ain't no I, joke. I, I said, EJ, you gorgeous. You make a bitch like me look like a baby mom. EJ ain't it no made joke. me want to go get a plastic surgery. EJ was together. <laughs> it's bad when a man can look better than you. See, it's weird with women because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what a flamboyant gay woman look like. Because to me, when a woman is really gay, it's more she more take more of the manly. No, nah, this thing right appearance. here is really gay. Like she the type put a dildos in the dishwasher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never heard anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything. <laughs> I'm telling you, she too gay for me. Like she eat ice cream like she eating. I'm like, this is ice cream. I'm your mama. I have a bit. I'm telling you. Now, now why's your nickname Rabbit? My nickname was, uh, I used to like carrots when I was coming up. Mm. Oh, my, and my stepfather named me Rabbit. So uh, I couldn't use my government name when I was a drug dealer. So I, uh, I just used my nickname, Rabbit. Is it true you used to get teased growing up too? Teased? Yeah. Yeah, I was poor. I used to be the musty kid. <laughs> so I used to get teased a lot. I mean, my mom used to do like... She, it was survival for her, but it was embarrassment for us. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't either we had light or gas, but we never had both at the same time. So a lot of times we only we only had lights. So to cook, my mama would start a fire in the barbecue grill and fry chicken on the barbecue grill, and everybody had to walk past our house for school. And it's like, oh, Patricia, mama out there frying chicken on the barbecue grill. Was the chicken good? Yeah, and, and that's all that matter. I bet you had neighbors coming over asking for a piece of chicken. No, my mom out there cooking butter beans on a barbecue grill. <laughs> that ain't no cookout. Is that where you got your sense of humor from, though? Because since everybody was teasing you, you had to learn to snap back. Or did, you or know what, uh, Charlemagne? My mama was hilarious, so I think that's where I got my sense of humor from. She was uh, abusive too, though, right? Very abusive. But you know, I, I used to hate her, and I and I I had to realize that my mother hand <clears throat> gave me what she was handed. So, if you know, she ain't taught nothing. She only going to teach me what she taught. She passed that pain down. Yeah, she passed that pain down. She died at 39 years old. And when I tell you I've never seen nobody as miserable as this lady was, mm. this lady, if you saw her, you'd have thought she was in her 50s or 60s. Mm. All she did was cry. She mm. cried all the time about my stepfather leaving her. Oh, Curtis, gone. I said, Mom, he's been gone 10 years. You still crying? Mm. That was one of the things that she had me. Like, I didn't have a father, and she didn't really have a father figure in her life. And her my I, my granddaddy beat her mother. So, you know, she had that gap there, and she 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 just picked abusive men. My daddy beat her, boyfriend beat her, everybody beat her. Uh, she would call you ugly, right? All the time. She thought my sister was way prettier than me. I got acne real early in life, and she was just, my mom always had this thing. She used to talk to us like, ugly bitch. And that was normal conversation. It's amazing to me how you was able to break that cycle of pain, though, since it was so generational in, in your family. Uh, I started to love myself after dealing with her daddy. You know, I realized I was searching for something in him, and uh, I cared more more about him than myself. 
I realized I couldn't be a good parent until I started to love myself. Well, a lot of times when you want to change your life, you got to change your lifestyle. Yeah, I had to change my lifestyle, and, and, and it, it was not easy. All right, we have more with Miss Pat. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Miss Pat in the building, author, comedian. Charlemagne? Did you have any, like, spiritual advisors or counselors? Or, like, mm-hmm. what, like what, what was the, the, the turning point for you? Um... To save my kids when I went to jail. That was a turning point for me. I had to save my kids. Mm. I didn't want my daughter to be molested. My mama, in my book, it tells you how my mama looked the other way when her boyfriend was messing with her. So I was like, y'all ain't about to do this shit to my kids. You was, what, 15? Then I think I read right. I was, uh, no, he started before I had a baby. Mm. He started messing with us. He would give us $5 when he was Like gone. hush money type stuff? Yeah, because we, we was like um, probably 10 Cause I had my, I started messing with my kid's father at twelve. Mm-hmm. So he did it for a couple years. And when did you make him stop? Or he just stopped on his own. He or? stopped when um he stopped when I got with Ashley Daddy, and I never told that story until I wrote that book. Half of that stuff in that book, my husband didn't know till he read the book. Wow. My kids didn't even know. Wow. My son, who's thirty one, he called me one day. He started reading the book, and he, he his voice was broke up. I was like, "What's wrong, boy?" And he was like, "Mama, I had no idea that you went through the stuff you went through." And uh, I was like, what's wrong with you? He said, I read your book. I said, I didn't know you could read. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you can read? (laughs) I I read you right, boy. (laughs) But do you think your mother, I mean, your mother turned a blind eye because she just didn't care because she was an alcoholic? Well, my mama turned a blind eye because she had five kids and she needed help. Mm. Plus, we never really told her. We never told her because he said, if you tell her, she... Uh, I'm not going to be able to feed y'all anymore. I'm mm. not going to be able to help her with rent. And we had moved so much in my life. Like, we would get thrown out every 90 days. And that was the first time, other than my granddad, how we had a little stability. And we knew he was going to bring food, like, at least every Friday. So we kept our mouth shut. I think mentally he made us feel like we was helping out. Mm. What about the time you almost got beat with a roller skate? Oh, you did get beat with a roller oh, skate. Oh, my kid's Who father. Was that? that was her daddy. Okay. He's, he, I, he roller skate. He hit me with a stopper. You ever been hit with a stopper? They don't give. No. They don't give <laughs> He would beat me with anything. And um, I was about 16 when I finally started fighting back. Because I shot him, too. Right after he shot you, you shot him? No, back? I shot Other him than... later. I shot him in the ankle, and it broke his whole leg. So I went to the Grady Hospital in Atlanta to pick him up. You know, he got a lot of baby mamas. Mm-hmm. I go to pick him up. He got his other baby mama picking him up. So I'm pissed off because I shot you so I can take care of you. I didn't shoot you so she can take care of you. So after I shot him and he got his baby mom down, I ran him over with my car and broke his cast. And so they had to take him back in the hospital, so I beat him. And I said, I snuck in the hospital. I said, now, I, I shot you so I can come get you. You have her back down here. I'm going to put both of you in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> He was beating on you at the time? No, he's just, just sleeping with different baby mamas. I was sick of it. Damn. STDs. I always give me crabs, gonna rip fleas. So I was just sick of it. You you still see him now? Yeah, he working at Jeffy Louie. He won't even give me no discount. <laughs> <laughs> How do you look at him now when you see him? He hates me. Mm. He told me the other day, He I was talking to him, and uh, we got he got into We can only talk about 10 minutes. And he's just out of nowhere. He's like, you know what? I got nine baby mamas, and you the only one I hate. And I fell out laughing. I was like, dude, I'm still special in your life. But he don't know why he hate me. 
He hate me because I grew up. I'm not that 12-year-old anymore. Yeah. I grew up and became a woman, and I found a man to help raise his kids. I said, you should be thinking this man who came, who stepped in to help raise mm. your kids. How do you feel about your father hearing all those stories? She don't like him. Uh, no, I'm good. I don't blame you. <laughs> Did you ever go to therapy or anything, Miss Pitt? Nope. I didn't never go to therapy. You just I... seem so strong and so to <laughs> together after everything I'm hearing right now. You know what? Comedy saved me because I had all that pain built up inside. And the more I started to tell my stories, the more I um I started to heal. Well, how'd you get to comedy? I feel like I'm missing a big gap. So I voted for Bill Clinton, and then right after that, he started the Welfare to Work program. So I had to go through the Welfare to Work program program to keep my assistant and I met a caseworker and I would tell her I was like oh I've been through all of this and she was a black lady she just bust out laughing and she said I really think you miss your calling I'm like what are you talking about and she was she just kept encouraging me to get on stage and I got on stage at an open mic and I realized I said this is what I want to do for one thing it's the only job that I ever had that didn't check my criminal background history so what does success look like for you ultimately Miss Pat? I mean, to me, I hope my comedy career um, land me. I, w- I would like to have a sitcom. I can see that. Your story is a movie already. Yeah, I would like to have a sitcom. I always said I wanted a book. The book did really well. Uh, I was special. I don't have an hour special yet. All right, well, Miss Pat, I think sky's the limit for you. Oh, I think the sky's the limit for me, yeah. too. I mean, because I'm honest. I-, I tell people all the time, I don't do cat jokes. <laughs> I hate to see them white boys do them cat jokes. I just be want to punch them in the bottom of their neck. I'm like, can you go rob a bank so you can have some real stuff to talk about? Word up. But it's clearly it's clear, it's clear that you're here for a real reason after everything you've been through. So yeah, I, I mean, I just want people to know that you don't have to dwell. You know, I remember when I first got married and I was feeling sorry for myself because, you know, here I am not selling drugs. No more. I got an eighth grade education. What can I do for my kids? And I never forget, my husband handed me a, a tape and it was Outcast when they first came out. And I can't remember the exact track, but he said, listen to this track. And it was Get, get Up, Get Out, and Get, get Something. Some. And that motivated me, me too, like a me. fat girl to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. And I was like, he, that was my song. I played it, and I played it. It helped me heal from my relationship. It helped me realize that I can do anything that I want to be. And you don't feel sorry for yourself no more? Hell no. You know, my family is crazy because they, they think I'm famous. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But they all, now they want to sue me. So they, but can't nobody read. <laughs> <laughs> or they want to sue you for telling these stories. They was tell, yeah, my my cousin was, and I hope she listened to my, my mother wasn't like that. I'm like, child, your mother was like that. So they all coming at me for stupid stuff. And I'm, I'm going to call all the TV stations and tell them. I said, please tell them so we can do an interview together, crackhead. <laughs> It's your family. They actually coming after me. My Man, sister, I had to block my me. sister. I blocked my crackhead sister on everything. And I told her, I said, when you die, I'm not coming to your funeral. Mm. You just messed up the patty pie I was going to bring you. <laughs> you just messed it up. I'm going to burn your ass up. So what they trying to tell you? Like, oh, she's lying. She ain't she not telling the truth. Yeah. About yeah I yeah, said, yeah. you know what's crazy? When I wrote this book, my sister and my cousin verified. And I, when I told the story about my mama's boyfriend, all I said is, you remember what Mr. John did to us? And my sister told the story. Mm. But, oh, all of a sudden, our mama was an angel. I said, how the hell our mama was an angel when you had your first baby at 12 years old and I had my first baby at 14 years old? Is that coming from a mother who's an angel? Well, you know, they all going, they not, the, the, the bigger you get, the more success you get, it's going to get worse because they don't want to see you succeed. You're supposed to be at the bottom with them. Yeah, but I, nobody tell you to live in the hood all your life. You like seeing, you like gossip like Ray Ray got shot tonight. Mm. I don't have time with that. And I have her four grandkids right now because I took custody 
I brought her daughter to Indianapolis to help her get her life together. Well, her daughter ran off and left me with four crack babies. I'm raising a four, a six, a nine, and an eight-year-old. I'm supposed to be done. Right now? Right now. They in school. Wow. But my niece actually, she blocked me on Facebook, and I got her four kids. Two weeks ago, she hit me up after three years mm -hmm. and said, Pat, can I get a picture of my kids? I said, for what? To motivate me. I said, well, look, baby, you remember those old pictures you had on Facebook? Just scratch them out. The same child, they got a little taller. <laughs> <laughs> get your ass out my inbox. I'm not playing these crackhead games with you. I don't play them crackhead games. Don't play with me, crackhead. You're going to be fine, Miss Pat. I think so. I where, think so. Where can they follow you? Your Instagrams and Twitters and all that good uh, stuff? Comedian, Miss Pat, C-O-M-E-D-I-E-N-N-E, Miss Pat, M-S-P-A-T. I'm praying for you, and I hope to see you on the big screen, small screen. I just need to see more of Miss Pat. I need more of Miss Pat in my life. What's the name of the book, too, so people can go get the book? The book is called Rabbit. It's really, really good. Oh, Miss Pat, man, I think you are amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And I'm glad I met you this week, and I can't wait to see more of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be on The Breakfast Club. It's Miss Pat, Patricia Williams. Go get our book, Rabbit. It's The Breakfast Club. Yeah, y'all help me feed them crack babies. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakfast Club. It's very, 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 very it's big. Very, 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 very big. big. Pause. Hey. I said I like it, I like it. All right. Hey, man, they loving uh, comedian Miss Pat. Drop on the clues bombs for Miss Pat, man. Shout out to Miss Pat. She's going to be at the Stress Factory in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut all weekend long. Starting, yep. She was there last night. She's there tonight. She's there Saturday and Sunday. So if you enjoyed uh, Miss Pat, you can go see her at the Scratch Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut all, Connecticut all weekend. All right. Well, morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to ya. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, a cop who arrested T.I. outside of his gated community was talking about him and everything was captured on body cam. They just released this body cam footage and here's what was said. That's T.I., the rapper. He's oh, he is? The, yeah, his wife is... He is the, she, he's the rapper? Yeah, he's the rapper. Mm. His wife is in the um, facility and... Um, he think his don't sleep. Right. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Wow, so they're talking about him like he think his ish don't stink. And that's when the heated argument happened um, and all of that, if you guys remember, when he got charged with three misdemeanors. And so, he so, probably won't face any jail time. Yeah, so T.I.'s in the right because clearly that cop had bias from the start. If that bias is already approaching the situation saying, oh, he don't think his, he think his don't stink because he's a, a rapper. He's already approaching the situation with bias. Right, he was talking to the guard at the house, at the community, and that's what he said. He think his ish don't stink. Yeah, don't you got to be more, you should be objective when you're a police officer, right? You should approach the situation with a blank slate, even though we know a lot of them don't, but still. All right, now Bow Wow, they said, went nuts while shooting for Growing Up Hip Hop on set. He's the crazy one. He's the wild one. According to production sources, they said that he was shooting at the Westside Cultural Arts Center when he snapped. They don't know what happened. They said he went from being calm and cool and collected to uh, a person in a fit of rage. They said he started shattering equipment. He busted three cameras in the process, and he also attacked anybody who tried to step in and stop him, and they actually had to call cops to the scene. When are people going to get Bow Wow the help he needs? I mean, the man is crying out for help. He's naming his next album Suicide Spelled Backwards. He's on social media saying he wants to kill himself and hurt people. He's having bouts of rage. When is somebody going to take Bow Wow 
sit him down with a therapist, sit him down with a counselor, spiritual advisor. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, he needs some help. He's, he, cl- he's clearly got mental health issues. He definitely does. The event that he was at was a party for the Brett, and they're saying that she might have been involved in the melee as well. So I don't know what happened there, but I'm sure more details will come out. They probably turned on one of them old records like um, Bounce With Me, Bounce With Me, and try to give him the microphone. He was like, I ain't that guy no more. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not a little boy. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't the reason why. I'm not a little bit of a whole story. <laughs> he sure did. All right, now Joe Button has announced that his show, State of the Culture, will get a female perspective because Remy Ma is going to be co-hosting okay. alongside him. So that's going to premiere on September 10th on Revolt and September on the Revolt digital platforms, and then September 11th on TV. Remy Ma you- and Scotty Beam. Drop on the clues bombs for Remy Ma and Scotty Beam. Is that mm-hmm. what we call linear? Yes, linear is when it's on television and digital is digital. I just want to say I didn't know what that meant, and a lot of people hit me up in the comments after I said that during the interview with Joe Button and said thank you. I had no idea what that meant either. Well. Everybody thought everyone knows what linear means. No, I didn't think that, but if you produce TV, you, you should know. So, yeah, linear means TV. And today's Joe Button's born day, too. Drop on the clues, Moms, for Joe yeah, Button. Happy oh. birthday to he Joe Button. He had a nice present day, today. From who? Joe, um, from Eminem. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that gift. We'll talk about it eight after the hour. All right, and Andre 3000, a fan, actually got to take a picture with him because he was um, actually a University of Alabama grad, was walking the wrong way after taking the F train. She ended up meeting Andre 3000. She turned around the corner, bumped into him, and she was wearing a T-shirt with his picture on it. So they took a picture together. He looked very cheesy. Uh, According to her, he said... Hey, um, I'm. oh my God, I'm on your shirt. And he was really excited. So if you guys have seen this picture on social media, he's really cheesing while uh, they're taking the picture together. But that's cute. Hey, Imagine man. you're walking around and then you run into somebody who's wearing your shirt. Imagine how she felt. Obviously, she loves Andre 3000. He's on her shirt and then she bumps right into him. Andre 3000 <laughs> is a legend. Mm-hmm. All right, and Fat Joe, we talked about his birthday party at 4040. Me and Envy were there. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z couldn't be there at his club, 4040, but he did send him t- 10 big bottles of Ace of Spades. They said those bottles cost about $6,000 each. So that's Really? Nice, yeah. Present. Wow. I opened my bottle because he gave it to all the tables that was there. I should have just you, took that sucker home. You know how much it costs, huh? Definitely didn't know. Well, you, said, you said you didn't open your bottle because... No, he said he did open it. I oh. did open the bottle, but if I'd have known it was $6,000, I definitely would have took that home. And done what? And put it on my bar. <laughs> and then never you open it? <laughs> never open it. Nope. Why? That's a yes, that's your chance to drink Ace of Spades. I'm drinking Like, I got things there. in my house I've never opened because I don't know if I can afford to ever drink it again. Well, I've drank so it So I got to really sir. wait for a special, special occasion. I don't know when that's going to be. Salute to Remy. They gave me a bottle of Louis Thirteenth. I just have it sitting on the counter. I got one of those. I haven't opened mine yet either. I don't think I'm over mine either. Nah. That bottle is worth a lot of money. Yeah, I ain't opening mine. Either. I might have to sell that one. Oh, uh, we drank mine well, in my house. Well, we know who got all the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a free bottle, just like yours. That's why I'm not opening so it. So that's why. Because that free can turn to maybe ten thousand one day later yeah. on in life. It's not. It could. And it was the point of not drinking something like like that. You know, if it's a special occasion, bought a new house, let's just pop nice open on the this bar. bottle yeah. and drink it. I just, hey, man, forget looking nice on the bar. I never know when yeah. I might have to pawn that. You could thing. fill it up with something else and make it look like it's still there. Mm-mm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. We're giving that donkey, too. Man, listen, man. Uh, you know, Donald Trump has changed the face of politics as we know it, right? Mm-hmm. But all of y'all can't do what Donald Trump does. And we need this guy named Kyle Green, who's running for a state house seat in Minnesota, to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. This is actually amazing. Okay. All right. All right. We'll do that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are 
a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Friday, August 31st goes to Minnesota House candidate Kyle Green. Look, man, uh, I think like... Most minorities in this country, I have a love-hate relationship with America. I don't have time to list all the things I hate about this country because I have to start with slavery and make my way up to mass incarceration, cover the unarmed killings of black and brown men, uh, boondock season four, polygamy not being legal. There's a lot of things in this country I haven't historically liked. But one thing I love about this country is freedom of speech, even though we all know free speech isn't free. Okay, it is a cost because you can say what you want, but you can't tell people how to feel about what you said. And if people choose to be offended, then you have to deal with the consequences of that offense. But I still respect the people who speak freely with zero regard to how people will take it. And Kyle Green (laughs) is one of those people. We are not going to act like Donald Trump. The celebrity in chief, Mr. Dope 45, hasn't changed the face of politics forever in this country. Uh, we don't want politicians anymore. We want human beings. Okay? I want the good, the bad, and the ugly of these human beings we call politicians. We want Bullworth. Okay? Go watch the movie. Google who's your friend, kids. Uh, I just want them to be their real selves. All right? We know people aren't perfect. We know people have flaws. I don't need a perfect politician because I know it's no such thing because it's no such thing as a perfect human being. But Kyle Green is a perfect example of when keeping it real goes wrong, right? One thing to remember when we think about Donald Trump is that he is a rich, entitled white man, okay? So a lot of the stuff that he gets away with doing and saying is simply good old-fashioned white privilege. So when a brother like Kyle Green, who is an organic farmer, running for a state house seat in Minnesota, attempts to keep it uh, full real, like Trump, we get what we got today. Now, Kyle Green said in a video posted on his campaign website and Facebook page, he's trying to get the support of voters in Minnesota District 18A, and this is his campaign ad. Hi, I'm your neighbor Kyle Green. I'm running for District 18A state representative. I'm not asking for you to vote for me as your leader. I'm asking for you to vote for me as your public servant. The primary duty of a state representative is to protect all the rights of his constituents. I want to be your state representative. I want to be your public servant. And I want to be your nigger. Whoa. Whoa. That was crazy. What? Uh, I wasn't expecting that. I'm just looking at Steve, making sure Steve's not laughing. Looking like the purple face uh, devil emoji over there. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So. Okay. Let me see where I take this. Play, play that. Play that. Isolate. Isolate the clip to last. This is the last part. Play the last. And I want to be your nigger. All right. What? Kyle said, uh, Kyle said the N-word is part of the American... It's part of American history, regardless of race. Adding, it's a part of my history, being African-American, white, and Cherokee Indian. And he said that he used that slur because he wants people to focus on the real issues at hand. It's hard to focus on the issues at hand when when your politicians are just out here throwing that word out all willy-nilly. Now, I don't know anything about Kyle Green, nor am I a citizen of Minnesota, but I am Googling Kyle Green today to find out more about him because after this campaign ad I just saw, uh, I am disgusted, but I am intrigued. All right, first of all, white people don't fall for that. If you are a white voter and want to vote for Kyle Green, just vote. All right, don't get the T-shirts and stickers that say Kyle Green, our nigga. All right, Steve, shut up. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is awkward. Okay. <laughs> we don't need a Kyle Green making niggas great again campaign. All right, Kyle, don't you come out blood walking the YG, my hitter, my hitter. All right, no crip walking to see murder down for my hitters. You know, I mean, honestly, this I want to be your campaign 
would be great on Chappelle's show. It would be great on In Living Color. It would be great on Key and Peele. But in real life, not so much. But life is a spoof now. America is one big sketch comedy. Okay, this is, we're really living in the movie Idiocracy for real, for real. America is being executive produced by Donald Trump, and this is what we get. Let's hear it again. And I want to be your nigger. No, play the whole, I need it from the start. Start it from the tip of it. Hi, I'm your neighbor Kyle Green. I'm running for District 18A State Representative. I'm not asking for you to vote for me as your leader. I'm asking for you to vote for me as your public servant. The primary duty of a state representative is to protect all the rights of his constituents. I want to be your state representative. I want to be your public servant. And I want to be your nigger. Mm-mm-mm. Does this make you want to vote for him? No. A little. I'm going to be honest. 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 I need to hear more about his policies. But he got me. I'm going to be honest. I need to hear more. I need to hear his policies. But he got me. I'm going to be honest. It did get your attention. It got me. I'm going to be honest. I want to know why he want to be my nigga. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm really going to Google him, and I don't even live in Minnesota. But I'm glad that guys like Steve are in here, because Steve is a white man. So when I hear Steve laughing, then I know that's how all the other white people feel when they see Kyle Green. So, Kyle, they're all laughing at you. We're all laughing at you. Please give Kyle Green the sweet sounds and the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All right. All right, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, let's talk Eminem. He released a new album yesterday. And um, we got to talk about it. He's throwing shots at everybody, Charlemagne being one of them. What's new? What's Joe new? Button. Joe. Happy born day to Joe. Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. Drake. Drake. Academics. Chance. Um, to, oh, no, not Chance. Uh, who Lord, else did he Lord throw? Lord Jamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot. A lot of people. There's a lot. Listen. And if you heard it, get on the phone lines. We're going to talk about it. Heard, have you heard the whole album yet, Envy? No, I haven't heard that. Album. Yeah. I heard uh, a majority of it, though. I've heard the whole album. Um, I think it's a dope album. Way better than Revival, but Revival was whack, so we're not even going to talk about that. But I just don't understand why we got to tell artists their music is whack for them to respond with dope music. Like, if you could do this the whole time, why didn't you just give us this? And shout out to Jesse Reyes, who's on the album as well. But I guess All we right. wouldn't have gotten like this her. without whack-ass Revival, so Revival did serve a purpose. And shout out well, to Jordan Lucas, who's on the album. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Have you heard the album? If not, we're going to play some cuts. Take your opinions. Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Eminem released his album last night, Kamikaze, a sneak album. Just threw it out there. By the way, I love uh, sneak. I, I love sneaky albums uh, from from top tier artists because I love when you wake up in the morning and everybody's so uh, so so into the energy of the album. Right. Right, he said he didn't want to think about it too hard. Here it goes. And I'm glad he didn't, because he overthought Revival. Uh, I thought Revival was a whack album. I don't like Woke Eminem. Y'all can keep Thurgood Marshall Mattis. But uh, Slim Shady, I'm here for Slim Shady on Kamikaze. Dope album. Now, he went at a couple of people on the album, and we're going to play some clips, and we're going to open up the phone lines. If you heard the album, let us know what you think. 800-585-1051. Now, the uh, first person he went at, Really, really, it, it really, really hurt him. D- this morning, this this guy was in the corner crying. He was laying in, in the fetal position. He was really messed up about no, it. Nobody, nobody believes you. I'm not talking about you. Who are you talking about then? Yeah, yes, I am talking about you. No. It's actually Eminem going at Charlemagne. Oh man, 
the BET cipher was weak, it was garbage. The thing ain't even orange, oh my god, that's a reach. Shout to all my colorblind people, each and every one of y'all. If you call a fire engine green, aquamarine, or you think water is pink, dog, that's a date. Looks like an olive to me. Look, there's an apple. No, it's not, it's a peach. So think of me, booty tang, burger king, Gucci gang, Gucci dang, Charlemagne. Gonna hate anyway, doesn't matter what I say. Give me donkey of the day. Run away for 2018 to get underway, but I'm gonna say everything that I wanna say. I just wanted, Eat the Jew. That doesn't really sound like a diss. I just, I just it's gonna hate anyway. I just, Ooh. I just, I just wanna yeah, say I said fact. I just wanna say we're, <laughs> we're almost in September. Okay, 2018 has been underway, Eminem. But you know what's slick about that bar? He's quoting me. I actually said that about his BET cipher. I said the thing isn't even orange, and that was a reach. So I, I said that verbatim and he quoted that in his his bars just now. Now I didn't think that was too bad of a diss. He just said Charlemagne's gonna hate anyway. Right. Now also I don't he, hate. I tell the truth. That's not hate me saying Revival is whack. Because clearly Eminem thought Revival was whack, too. That's why he gave us this sneaky album called Kamikaze. I just think he just wanted to respond to you guys. No, but he thought Revival was whack. He knows it was whack. Now, he also went at Joe Button on this album. Let's listen. Somebody tell Button before I snap, he better fasten it. Or have his body back and zip the closest thing he's had to hit to smacking bitches. And don't make me have to give it back to academics. Say this, this is trash again. I'll have you twisted like you had it when you thought you had me slipping at the telly. Even when I'm getting brain, you'll never catch me with a thought. I heard death threats. I think that we need to take all death threats from white people serious in two thousand. What death threats? <laughs> Shut up. He said he put Joe Budden in the body bag. That that that's, that would sound like a death threat to me. I think he meant lyrically. I didn't hear anything about lyrics. Because he was talking about hits, and he says he's never had any hits. So when he said body bag, I think he meant body him lyrically. Defend your boss, ye. He's still like <laughs> he's your boss. Listen. Um, I mean, I'm interpreting it I, how I heard it. I like that bar too. I don't. I don't. I don't like him bringing up, you know, Joe's old allegations though because like Eminem has rapped about uh, abusing women as well but has he had charges I don't know we I've, don't I've know. never looked and he said Eminem's her friend she's riding with her friend so you better leave her alone <laughs> Joe, and Joe has to respond with bars like because like, Joe and that's the, that's the thing about when rappers become media personalities right because when you're a media personality you talk about rappers from the media personality perspective but what happens when a rapper responds to you with bars and, and, you're, not, and you're a rapper. Joe's Joe, out of ra he's out of rapping mode. He's not rapping. Because out of everybody that Eminem got at on this uh, Kamikaze album, Joe's the only person who can get with him lyrically. I don't think he's going to do it. I think Joe is out of the rap and frame. Kamikaze's already number one. Right, yeah. Of course, uh, on iTunes. So, all right. Well, anyway, he also went at Drake. Really? Yep. Let's play it. And I hope your butt is hurt. Put me on the track. I go on it like a color book. You got some views, but you're still below me, mine are higher, so when you compare our views, you get overlooked, and I don't say the hook unless I wrote the hook. So how do y'all know that's about Drake? I guess he said the, the views. views, and then if I said a hook, then I wrote the hook. Oh, I just heard him say, I hope your butt is hurt. That's, that's all I, you heard. That's, that's all you heard. heard. That's the only like, part you heard. Damn, what you mean I hope your butt is hurt? What kind of, what is that? What does that butt even hurt. mean? Like, Wow. You got to say butt hurt. You can't just start off a bar. I hope your butt is hurt. <laughs> see, you see, think that was more impactful you than saying butt hurt? You know what? Now, lastly, you went at Tyler, the creator. We have that audio. Let's play that. Really? I missed that. Tyler, create nothing. I see why you called yourself a black bitch. It's not just because you lack attention. It's Whoa. because you worship the 12 songs. It's sacrilegious. If you're going to critique me, you better at least be as good or better. Get all the hood and sweater, whatever his name is to help you put together some words. Want to just do letters. I thought you didn't say maggot. Like I, I thought he didn't. He believed it. He uh, believed it. But he was saying that Tyler called himself that. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he didn't call. He Tyler was quoting that. him. He didn't okay. call Tyler that. He said okay. that Tyler was saying that he called himself that. 
Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Who else he got at on this album? Machine Gun uh, Kelly. I, I caught that one. I did catch that one. That was a slick line. Let me hit a Machine Gun Kelly line. We got that? You don't have that one? Yeah, he went at Lil Zen, Pump. He I, went at Yadi, Lord Jamal. I could be wrong, but didn't he say Machine Gun R. Kelly or something like that? He definitely said Machine Gun and then called him R. Kelly. Definitely, definitely, it? definitely. Which one is this? Let me hear it. Well, last week, an ex-fan held me a copy of the math that's LP to tell me to study. It'll help me get back to myself and she'll love me. Ooh. I mailed the bitch back and said if I did that, I'd just be like everyone else in the industry, especially in that thing recovery clone of me. So, finger me up, chicken wang, PGK, Igazay, low punk, low sand, imitate, little Wayne. I should name it everybody in the game, pick a name. Well, that wasn't at Machine Gun Kelly, but uh, you know, I, you know, I, I still, I still don't know how I feel about like forty plus year old rappers going at the, the, the young boys like that. Even though it is all fair game, it's nice. Cause yeah, they're all on the same playing field together. It is all hip hop. I, I guess it's fair game, but you're not supposed to understand what them kids is doing. Like, nah, it doesn't matter. It's rap. If I, if, if they like, say something foul, he could go at them. I it just feel like Eminem's no making, difference. Eminem's making adult contemporary hip hop. Like no, he's spitting bars. It's not about adult. He's just rapping. Have any of those guys ever gotten at Eminem? I don't, I don't see. Look, Drake bought Eminem out on stage at his tour before, so that's what I'm confused that's what I'm about. Confu- I'm confused about the Drake one. Yeah, I'm and Drake about actually little- even called Eminem uh, the king, the king, the, the greatest rapper to ever get on an MFM microphone. See that? Look, you and give, all of that. You give him all that love, Drake, and he's going to get on the record and ask you if your butt is hurt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, so I didn't hurt. know they had any issues. But maybe there's something we don't know. What's more right. pause worthy? Eminem saying, I hope your butt is hurt, or Michael Jackson saying, your butt is mine? Your butt is mine. <laughs> Listen, All right. my thoughts on Eminem have always been that he is one of the greatest lyricists ever, and I've never been a fan because I can't relate to a lot of his worldviews and experiences, but I acknowledge he's one of the greatest MCs. But if he was black, he if he was black, he'd be Redman. Dropping the clues bombs for Redman. Shout to Redman. You ain't gonna sit here and act like Eminem don't get his whole style from Redman. Yeah, and he definitely right. says that. He says Redman was one of his cool idols. with each other. And Absolutely. He always gives him props and everything. And he I sure does. And, and uh, I don't have... Any problems with Eminem? I will stand by what I said. Revival is a whack album. Uh, I don't like Thurgood Marshall Matters, but this Kamikaze is dope. Drop on the clues bomb for Kamikaze. Well, you're a hater. I know. I know he's going to say Charlamagne going to hate anyway, but I've never been a hater. I give props what props is due. Kamikaze is a dope album, and I will be riding to it again. I just like right. I rolled to it this morning. 800-585-1051. And on those clips are different. Some of them are different songs. I know people are like, oh, the beats are just changing those. They are different songs. Yeah, they're all we different just records. <laughs> a bunch of different records. Snippets. He actually mentions me on two different songs, actually. Hater. Uh, what a day. 800-585-1051. It's Joe, Joe Button's born day. Yeah, today's Button's born day. Button, what are uh, we doing? Drop a record. It's your birthday. What, a, what do you think about Eminem's album and what you heard? Call us right now. We'll take your calls. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. That was Drake. Nice for what? Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Eminem's album. Eminem's album came out last night. It's called, what's the name of the album? Um, Kamikaze. Kamikaze. Now, I've heard the album. I heard a majority of it, I should say. And so far, what I've heard, I love. I love Eminem when he's spitting like that. You cannot deny that, man. Yeah, I think that Kamikaze is a dope album. Uh, I didn't like Revival at all. I thought Revival was complete trash. Uh, I don't like woke Eminem. Uh, y'all can keep Thurgood Marshall Matters. Um, but I love Slim Shady. You know, and then um, Slim Shady got busy on this on this Kamikaze album. All right, I got to really live with it and listen to it. You guys know Eminem is the reason why I started in radio, so I've always been a fan of Eminem anyway. But, um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to really live with it yet. I've only been in my car for 15 minutes today. It's very right. it's very interesting that he, it, uh, he threw shots at me because I, I remember when we did Change for Change last year and he donated $150,000, and that was around the same time that Beyonce Walk on Water came out. 
And then you went in on the song. Yeah, you went in on That song it. was trash uh-huh. because two things can be true. I can salute you for donating 150000 for Change for Change, and you can still put out a whack record. And then you right. also didn't like the fact that he was talking about politics and dissing Trump and stuff. I don't like woke. No, I love when white people use their privilege to combat prejudice. I just thought the freestyle on the BT cypher was just whack. I don't like well, woke Eminem. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's I'm this? Dark Prince from Boston. Hey, what's up, bro? Did you hear Eminem's album? I just did. I heard it twice now. I'm I'm thoroughly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm shocked. Lyrically, he's sharp. Coming mm-hmm. off revival, I expected a, a coaster. Uh, I was surprised that he's going at people, and mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see who's trying to go back and reply to this version of Marshall. Well, I think that's what Eminem needs. I mean, I think he needed all of that criticism. Revival was whack, and I'm glad that it was a lot of people out there being honest about the whackness of that album because it created this great piece of art that we have now called Kamikaze. Yeah, and the antsy, I don't think anybody's going to go back at that boy. He, he gets busy. Nah, he does they get don't busy, want that problem. I, I think somebody will challenge yeah, him. Yeah, I think, and they should. That's the point of it, right? They'll get washed, but... Definitely washed. The only person that he mentioned on the whole album that could test him lyrically is Charlamagne. Get out of here. <laughs> Shut up. No, honestly, it's Joe Budden. Joe, Joe is the only person lyrically who can get with Eminem that he mentioned on the whole album. Drake can't get with him lyrically. Machine Gun Kelly can't get with him lyrically. Who else did he mention? Lil- Joe can't get at him either. Yes, Joe's retired. Yeah, Joe's on, retired. Joe is, is retired. But Joe, we're not going to act like Joe's not a top-tier MC, bro. We're Joe is no that. longer a rapper. We tried everything to get him out. Joe is not responding. Okay, well, if Joe was still rapping actively, Joe could get with Eminem. I think so. I think if we keep saying no Joe can't, maybe that'll make Joe rap, though. Nah. Nah. <laughs> That's the one maybe he'll go at him on his show. He probably definitely will do that. that. I'm gonna be, I thought about that this morning, He's gonna too. go at him on his show. He's I, gonna talk about it. I don't want to hear that because Joe is critiquing artists from a media perspective, which is weird when these rappers become media personalities because what happens when the rappers respond with bars and right. I, 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 Eminem one of the greatest of all time I don't know if I want to hear Joe just come back with talking about him on his podcast yeah I want to hear Joe rap me too right, let's go Let's go to the phone lines hello who's this yo this Easy Easy what's up man we're talking Eminem's album have you heard it yeah I heard it I listened to it this morning in the gym and it's fire it is dope I'm glad he back talking that trash I'm glad he back calling everybody out so Bud and Charlamagne all y'all getting it and I love y'all well, all y'all getting it and that's all, y'all getting. all y'all getting it can I ask you a question can I ask you a question do you think Revival was whack Heck yeah, I thought it was whack. Okay, I just want to make it sure. Was it, got, right. it got one round and that was it. So I just hey, want to make I gotta sure. Say, MV, I love y'all. Charlemagne, I love you. Your book changed my life. Angela Yee, I love you too, man. Thank you, okay, sir. Thank I have a new you. book coming out October 23rd. It's called Shook One Anxiety's Playing Tricks on Me. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? This is Nelson from Detroit. Nelson, what up, though? What up, though? Let's hear what Detroit has to say about the new Eminem album. Yo, can I start off by saying that Revival was a masterpiece, right, to me? Oh, it wasn't shut up. That's Detroit bias. He said to him, he said to him. He tried to do the right thing. He tried to do the right thing, right? But growing up and being mature, y'all didn't like it. So he came It was out. just whack. It was not sonically pleasing to you. It was whack to you. This man liked it. I am a Pinkett Smith Winfrey nose Carter. Walk on water was terrible. But if Jesus a, was walking on water to that on. record, he'd have fell in water and water. You're, not, you're not a mather. So go ahead, sir. Keep going. So listen, you're right. You're right, right? It, it wasn't well received at the end of the day. It wasn't well received. I understand that, right? But he did what, you know, like, whole grew up. He, he did his 444 thing. It was responsible. 444 was dope. did the same thing. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't received well. Now... Y'all even you, Charlotte got the bars, Uncle Charlotte. 
But you know what I'm saying? I think it was well deserved. Y'all woke up a giant and he reminded everybody. Who he that is. He is, yes. no doubt, one of the greatest to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say the best, but it's arguable. He's definitely in that conversation. And this album, he did it, y'all. I mean, I don't know. This is, Eminem, was, Eminem is definitely well, a GOAT conversation. I always say I feel like Eminem doesn't get the respect he deserves because he's white. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is that Eminem's new album, Kamikaze, is dope. It is dope. <laughs> I guess it's a dope album. I gotta, it is listen, dope. I drive to work. It takes me 15 minutes. I haven't had a chance to hear but three songs. Revival so. was complete trash by Eminem standards. And it's just amazing to me that if Eminem could do this the whole time, why would he ever do Revival? So that lets me know that he had a lot of industry people in his ear. That was the management and that was the, the label saying, hey, make this kind of record, make this kind of record, make this kind of album, instead of doing the art he actually wanted to do, which I think is more kamikaze than Revival. I don't know if label people ever speak directly no, to Eminem. I don't think they do either. He does what he wants to do. Well, guess what? If he did what he wanted to do, then the Revival was super trash. And I can't stand woke Eminem. But Slim Shady Eminem? I'm here for it. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the rumors, Yee? Yes, let's talk about Lloyd. He was on Lip Service, and he talks about a lot of things, including being in love with three women at once and having to choose one of them. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. So Lloyd already had his first son, River, and now he announced that he is having his second son any day now with his girlfriend, the same woman. Now, he did, he did come on lip service, and he revealed to us that at one point he was dating and in love with three different women at the same time before he ended up with one, and she was one of the three. Check it out. And then it was like, you know what? How dare me write off this person who actually loves me, and my girl loved me. It would be such a tragedy for me to write this off. And so what I did was I just committed myself, and... That's just kind of where I'm at with it. Was there something that like happened specifically that made you say, "Okay, now I'm gonna be committed"? Yep, I got caught. <laughs> oh, that's usually it. Well, that's, well, that's usually well, it. that's not that's, that's not why. That. No, 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 no. But let me wait, tell you. Let she me tell you. Three though. Was she yes. Three? Okay, yes. just make Absolutely. Sure. Right. You think you could really be in love with three people at once? No, no. Impossible. You like, can think I mean, you're in love, but no. Yeah, you might be in love. You might be in lust. You might lust. You might really like one of them, but love is something different, man. Well, you should listen. It's a really interesting story as he talks about how he narrowed and broke everything down and ended up with his girlfriend who he's still with now. I don't even think that you know if you really love somebody until you have kids with them. Because when you have kids with a person, if you love that individual the way you love those kids, that's real love. Because kids show you unconditional love for real, for real. Like when you have a child, envy no. When you have a child, the love you have for that child is different than anything you'll ever feel or experience. So if you feel that for your significant other, that's love. But there's couples who don't have kids and never will, and they can still be in love with each other. Maybe that doesn't but, mean that they uh, don't uh, have real love. They don't, maybe they, I didn't say real. I said it's a different level of love. Like, love is that unconditional, like, really do anything for you, can't live without you, feel like your heart is outside your body. You get that when you get kids. All right, now, speaking of which, Wiz Khalifa is talking about his son, Bash. Now, it was Bash's first day of kindergarten, and he posted first day of kindergarten, rode the bus and everything. He posted a picture with his son, and people were kind of going in on him for letting Bash ride the school bus. Uh, hello, he's going to school. That's what kids do. They actually have a lot of fun. Yeah, what's wrong with that? On the bus. That's part of the whole experience. So here's what Wiz had to say about that. Are y'all people asking why I would let my son ride the bus? Because I'm rich. Being rich don't got nothing to do with a child's experiences. He said he wanted to ride the bus with his friends. 
So let kids do what they want to do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. My kids rode the school bus. Well, you got to think, you got to look at it like this. Everybody's looking at Wiz and they think Wiz is rich. So they think all rich people's kids take car services to school every morning. Or, or take a helicopter. Listen, kids love to be on the bus and be with the other kids. And it's a fun ride. That's part of the, um, that's the most fun part, getting yeah. on that bus. I mean, I understand. But when your daddy's Wiz Khalifa, they think, meaning that these no. stupid people on social media, that you're getting taken to school in a Rolls Royce Phantom every morning. No, 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 no. I mean, that's the reason why he works so hard, because he lives in zip codes that are very expensive, and they have good schools. They so have red the wine on the school bus. For five No, they don't. Okay, no, the they don't. Bus, no, they don't. The school no, they bus looks like LeBron James Barbershop, all right? <laughs> no, it's red don't. wine being served in caviar in that, that, that tax bracket. All right, now, Queen Radio is still going, and Tiger called in and spoke to Nicki Minaj, and they talked about Kylie Jenner and how Tiger was very influential in Kylie's whole style. Here's what he had to say. Do you miss Kylie? Nah, I'm good. Um, do you feel like you helped at all in putting Kyle's on the mid app? Big facts. No cap. Everybody know that. That's that's public. If you gotta look at the before and after, you know what I'm saying? She always had a platform and she was always destined to be where she was gonna be regardless. But when I stepped in and it was a lot of codes being taught, it was like you should, you can do this, you should start this, you should start doing your hair like this, or you wow. should do this. You should adapt because you need you need black people to f with you because you need culture. Just if you ain't got black people behind you, you ain't got nothing. Well, he's the one that told us she needed to have that black audience. So so Tiger's, Tiger, Tiger's <laughs> taking responsibility for Kylie getting some of the black audience. I doubt it. I guess a lot of her style and the stuff that she's been doing with nah. the makeup. How about this? How about Kim Kardashian? Exactly. Kim been in the black world. Kim was on the front of King Magazine, bro. King, Kim was with Ray J. King, King was with Ray J. King, <laughs> Kim was with Kanye. Chloe yeah. was with black basketball players. Like, no. Oh, that family yeah. has been entrenched in black culture. <laughs> Sorry, Tiger. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys after vacation. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.